I read an article where it stated that Iceland is the third best place in the world to be a mother. Now, I don't know about you, but if you wanted to be a mother and heard that Iceland is probably one of the best places in the world to be one, wouldn't you look into it? Well, luckily for you, I decided to dive a little deeper into what's going on over there. Let's look at the fact that Iceland's maternity and paternity leave as of January 2021 will be extended to 12 months. Standard leave payments are 80% of your average income. And there's also a law that requires the same benefits to both the mother and father. Here in the United States, maternity leave is regulated by the U.S. labor law. What this means is new mothers are required 12 weeks of unpaid leave annually. And this goes for both the mother and father. Now, if they work for a company with 50 or more employees, there's no federal law requiring them to give you maternity leave. Okay, now just think about it. If anything happened or went wrong during your birth and the doctor said that you needed to take extra time off, rest, and just focus on you and the baby. Although now instead of doing all of those things, you have to figure out how to pay your bills because you're no longer getting paid by your job. Finding out even the small differences that Iceland is doing can benefit many mothers here in the United States. As someone who's on the path to become a doctor, OBGYN, or anybody who wants to work with mothers in the health field, information like this can easily be applied to practice in the years to come. What would be your first thoughts if you found out that you were having a baby in nine months? Would it be insurance or government assistance? Or even if there is a possibility that the doctor recommended you get a serious operation such as a C-section? Now, when I think of having a baby, I tend to think about wanting to be in the best financial situation possible. Just hearing about all the stories about the hospital bills can be a lot at some points. I also think about the time off after having a baby, and the dream would be to have a year off after I give birth just to have that time with my child. I think that many people don't realize the major and minor flaws in our healthcare system and are willing to look at what others are doing, especially those simple laws that could assist new mothers in the days and months after birth. In the United States, many mothers or fathers do not have the privilege to have an entire year off with their child. When looking into the healthcare system in Iceland, I can totally understand why Iceland is one of the top three places to be a mother. Wouldn't you want healthcare that covers all the costs for pre and postnatal care? I got to have a conversation with somebody at the Iceland Embassy in DC, and they let me know that there are a lot of measures that have been put into place to make it easier for women and men to have a successful career at the same time as raising a family. Hearing how Iceland has these things put in place to assist new parents made me want to talk to someone here in the United States about their journey and experiences during pregnancy. I was able to talk to Selena Wolf Berkeley, who is an English professor here at Guilford. She shared with me her experiences, and it was interesting to hear the differences between two of her pregnancies. Because I was pregnant, I lost my job. And um, then I was out of work for um, 
almost a year. So the maternity leave thing didn't really come into play then. Uh, I just took that time off to just focus on my baby. Um, when I was working, I took four weeks off. Uh, I think the maternity leave window was six to eight weeks. And I chose four because I had to go to work. Um, we had to pay bills and I'm, I'm the primary uh, breadwinner for my family. So um, with both, even after the C-section, I only, I waited, um, I think I may have waited six, six weeks before I came back to work. The embassy also mentioned to me that free high quality childcare is also essential in Iceland, which can certainly help many people out there having children and to stay present in their career. Things that may cause prenatal stress during pregnancy are somewhat handled in Iceland, starting with the healthcare that is provided to help with initial visits all the way to postnatal care when a doula checks up on you at home to make sure that everything is running smoothly. I even got a chance to talk to Selena about the healthcare system here in the United States. Um, so I had a, uh, I've had like such a wide range of an experience. So with my first, I was on Medicaid for pregnancy and um, I also received WIC uh, and that the process for that, while it, it was really grueling to sort of go into the office and sit there for hours at a time and wait for somebody to then, you know, kind of pull your life apart and um, talk about how much money you make and what your plans are and how you're going to take care of your baby, uh, which was felt um, really condescending in a lot of ways. But then the, the assistance I received was amazing. Um, I didn't have to worry about paying for um, labor and delivery. I didn't have to worry about paying for my doctor's visits. Um, it was all covered by uh, Medicaid for pregnancy. With my private insurance um, that I had with my second and third, um, it was way more complicated and I had tons of issues with the, and I was at the same doctor's office, which was another thing. So um, with the private insurance, they, they kept trying to overbill me and they, I would come in for an appointment. They would say, oh, well, you owe a thousand dollars this time. And I'm like a thousand dollars, you know, it was just constant issues and th and money that I had to put out instead of it being covered by what I was already paying <laughs> for with my private insurance. Um, so it, it felt like something, uh, something like, universal health care would be a really beneficial thing <laughs> um, and probably feel something more like being on Medicaid for pregnancy, except maybe without the level of paperwork <laughs> that I would have to go through every time with every baby. This is just what some of parents go through, although this is not something that they have to go through. Now that we have heard about Iceland's way of doing things and the experience of a mother here in the United States, how can this potentially affect different statistics? And what can we learn from Iceland? Statistics such as infant mortality, C-section rates, and financial support are just a few that I have heard about.
We know that Iceland has all these amazing things, such as longer maternity leave, showing the importance of careers, as well as financial support. I would want to live in a place where there are only two in a thousand infant mortality deaths occurring, especially when you know that you and your partner can take off work to care for your newborn baby. One thing that I found interesting was in a 25-year period from 1989 to 2009, 107,000 births occurred in Iceland, and out of that, there were only five direct maternal deaths and five indirect maternal deaths, which means that nobody died from postpartum pregnancies, anesthesia complications, or anything like that, versus in the United States, those are the top leading complications towards maternal deaths, especially the high C-section rates can factor into that. Just so you have a comparison, in the United States in 1987, the maternal mortality rate was 7 per 100,000, whereas in 2017, it has increased to 19 per 100,000 live births, which means that more than half of the deaths are preventable. Many people don't know what's happening until they're having a baby. In Iceland, they really don't have C-sections unless it's a very high-risk pregnancy. But here in the United States, it kind of differs depending on where you go. And my conversation with Selena made it even more evident about the flaws in our system. And you really, you don't realize how much pressure there is to have a C-section until you get into the situation. And I, I felt so helpless. Like I, there was nothing, I couldn't convince the doctor that this wasn't, but my baby was breech. He was breech. He had only... Um, but otherwise everything was completely healthy. He was still like, I was fine. He was fine. He just didn't want to move. So, and I had asked the doctor for more time. I was actually barely 40 weeks and he, they, they were like, nope, we need to do a C-section right now. So it, it's definitely like a go-to here that doesn't, it shouldn't be. Okay, I want people to know that C-sections are actually a very serious procedure and is the other option rather than giving birth vaginally. When you get a C-section, you are having a procedure that goes through your abdomen and into your uterus to get your baby out. I think a huge problem and a topic for another day is realizing that C-section procedures that should be planned for emergencies are in the United States being scheduled for convenience of the doctor. In the United States, 31% of all deliveries are C-section, whereas in Iceland, the procedure rate is 9%. Now that you have heard about Iceland and you may be more aware of what is happening, I want you to just think about what we can do differently, especially for women who want to be in the healthcare field. When I go into the healthcare field, I want to be able to look out for the maternal health and figure out different ways that we can lower our infant mortality rates, especially our maternal mortality rates. Iceland makes sure that they are putting both parents in a situation where they feel comfortable having and raising a baby. And I feel like nobody should have the financial stress or worry of where they might go next or the help that they might need. I think all the stressors can lead to unexpected pregnancy complications, especially if you're not aware of the different resources that you may have, and it can possibly affect you in the long term.
Most places should have access to maternal care, whether it be free or low cost. Some resources that people can use here in the United States are Planned Parenthood, local health centers, as well as family planning centers. You can also look at what the government can help support you in regards to financial assistance throughout your pregnancy. This podcast was produced by Maya Chevalier for Spring 2021 Global Health Class at Guilford College.